0: You are by far the fakest bitch I've ever met in my
1: entire life. My God!
0: Welcome to episode five. I got my boy Dreesey Supreno here with me today, and actually tonight. Um, tell them how you doing today, Dreezy.
1: Oh, I'm doing swell tonight. We just got back from Southside. You know we might have a little buzz going. Never hurt nobody before. Never. Never. Never, ever.
0: Before we get into some things, I want to ask you if you could describe
1: Z's Supreme in a few words. Um, let's see. I would describe myself as, um, for anybody that wouldn't know me, possibly misconstrued as somebody that might be a dick. But anybody that would know me would say, you know, I might joke too much or something along those lines, but never in any type of derogatory behavior, you know. Um, I've had strangers come up to me, ask, you know, telling me that why do you talk to people that way, but, you know, anybody that knows me like that would definitely argue otherwise because it's all in good fun to me, you know. I agree.
0: What are some good things that you have going on in your life right now?
1: Um, well, in these circumstances, I have a job Which is eh, pretty good to me, you know, better than some other people. Uh, I have a stable environment. Um, You know, my friends are great. I don't know about Harold, but, you know, he could use a little bit of work. I don't even really fuck with him, honestly, but I get it. Hi, with a little help from my
0: friends.
1: (laughs) I'm doing this podcast with him because he paid me, so. (laughs) Other than that, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah. What are some things that
0: make you happy? Besides Harry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I like going on the boat. The Uh We got the typical cliches like you know hanging out with friends and family of course. Uh, other than that I'm pretty much a, a basic ass pretty guy. You know. Um, I don't have much many other joys than that honestly so do you want a family and kids? it sounds nice in theory honestly I would like to have a family but I don't know if kids are typically incorporated in that because I mean I guess it depends on the situation Honestly, I think this world is pretty much fucked, you know. I agree. I don't I don't know if I would like to raise a kid in this world because honestly I don't think we're going to see the the rest of our lifetime. I mean, that's my opinion. People don't yeah. have to agree with it. That's fine. But I agree with you
0: there, I feel like it's... Whether it's,
1: you know, climate change, or, you know... Yeah. Keep going. I mean, yeah. uh, The Rona. I mean, it could take us out. We don't even know. Yeah, definitely. It won't, but... It ain't
0: taking me out. I got, my immune system is like, (laughs) unfuckwittable. Yeah. It ain't that, but that's a good try. I mean, mine is, but I don't know about yours. It ain't. Yours is probably like, (laughs) fuckwittable.
1: That's a good counter, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, uh, I'm a big believer in the climate change thing, because... Oh, yeah. I think eventually, you know, once, you know, all the rivers or, you know, crops get polluted enough that, you know, people will realize you can't eat money, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) I mean, that's a basic way of saying it, but still, you know. Uh, that's what I believe in. Uh, no I, I, I think, high. ultimately, climate change would be the death of us. Honestly. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low. Mm-hmm. Ain't that's, no river wide enough, baby. Yeah. Let me tell you more about it. If you need me call me. No. I'm no gonna, matter
0: where you are. <laughs> I ain't gonna call you, bitch. No matter how far. You better yeah, not fucking call me. You better not call because I ain't answering. Ain't answer. nobody calling you. You yet. know you're getting blocked. Blo- you getting blocked. Everybody <laughs> knows
1: you ain't answering. My God.
0: I answer for everybody. <laughs> I do. So the next question I have for you is, what do you think about climate change?
1: I think it's real, 100%. Uh, God, it's real. Obviously. I think uh I mean we live in Louisiana now I think in the next 10 20 years a lot of parts especially southern parts of Louisiana will be unlivable because I think they're going to be underwater That's my opinion you know like you know especially or the the wastelands will be completely eroded by then. Mm. Um,
0: do you yeah. think that Louisiana could face another hurricane like Katrina, like on that caliber?
1: I mean, it could, but I don't know. Like Do you think we would be able to recover? Yeah, I think we would be able to recover, but if we faced another hurricane like that, what would be the point of even trying to rebuild especially in the most southern parts of Louisiana yeah i mean i feel like there'd be no point at all to even live down there you know yeah I mean, most of them are camps anyway but still you know there to me there's no point in doing it yeah i i agree to an extent but i feel like um
0: like perseverance, almost like Louisiana pretty much prides themselves off of like, no matter what happens, we look, we rebuild and we come back, and I mean I understand like especially with me about Tully for Georgia, me and my brother had the talks so about oh when a hurricane hit Houston or or something happened they instantly rebuild because of like everything is pretty much like thriving, but Louisiana is like. You already have so much weighing against you from like the <clears throat> the like sea level and like everything is it kinda of make it seem like pointless. I mean in fucking corrupt politicians and it's so much that you factor in and make it feel like it make you feel like it's pointless to do so, but at the end of the day I feel like from like the people like I mean the sports, everything about it is like about coming together. Like, right. And no matter where I go, like, Louisiana is just like. Yeah. It, it ain't just about like being home. It's about like. It's something so special about it to where. It feels different. Yeah. Like, it's.
1: You can't describe it. Yes, yeah,
0: everything. It's everything. So it's like, I couldn't even imagine, like, um even something happening to where, like, us being below sea level and like everything going under, it's like you know the reality of the situation, but us not rebuilding is is like a thought that you can't even process really because I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing in this world like Louisiana. Right. And from the people, my best friends, my family, like it's, it's everything.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like I've seen articles of, you know, The city of New Orleans, actually, like, sinking inches, you know, whatever it is, every year or two. Mm. I mean, it's not getting better, so it's just going to get worse and worse from here on out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll flood New Orleans, in some some parts of New Orleans, whenever it's a heavy rain. What's
0: the time frame on that? Like, what are they saying now, as far as, like, the year, estimate-wise...
1: Well, I don't know what the time frame is, but like I've seen, you know, certain articles say like if we don't take, you know, action, like considerable action soon, like in ten years, yeah. It'll be point it'll be past the point of like you can't you in- can't save it. So, what I think is, I've always put a timeline on it as, you know, I was born in 1991. I don't think the earth will be inhabitable by 2100. Like, I think... Right, right. I agree with you there. I think most of the population, if not all of it, will be pretty much done by then. Because nobody really cares, you know? To me, yeah, that's what I I, I agree with you there. Nobody cares.
0: Like, no one is taking a proper step to right. like stop anything. Yeah,
1: know? I mean, even like, you know, Jeff Bezos. I mean, he'll open, you know, he had some little, like, climate change uh, fund or something like that. And mm. all it is is like a tax write-off for him. Right. I mean, he, it's nothing that actually goes towards anything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it sounds a lot better for, you know, raising awareness as opposed to actually taking action for it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, especially with, you know, how it's going now, I just just feel like nothing's ever going to come about it. Nothing at all. Or if it does, it'll be way too late, you know. So what steps do you think we could take to, like, if
0: people actively wanted to pursue taking steps to reverse certain stuff that, um, I mean, not necessarily reverse, but if they could take proper steps to change it or preserve certain things, what do you think we could do as far as, like, preventing, preventing it from happening sooner?
1: Well, I mean... Like, what are just some examples of, like, what you could do? Cutting down on... All the carbon emissions, like, I mean, it's possible for us to, you know, live on not totally electric cars, but, like, that's a start, I feel like. I mean, yeah, they might be expensive at first, but, like, getting away with oil. Mm. But I don't think we'll ever get away with oil because there's way too much money in it yeah and I mean especially like the United States why do you think we're in the Middle East still yeah because there's oil there i mean i don't, I don't care Iran did something initially and you know I mean we've been there for over a decade you really think they're a threat right. I don't I Many mean that. that's Basically, whatever troops are over there are... Like, I've seen it on Twitter before. Somebody posts something where my dad was... uh, He was in the Middle East for so many years and he died or something like that. Mm. And then I'll see somebody quote-tweet it and says, Your dad was a security card for BP oil. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a bad thing to say, but... I mean, it's the truth. It really is to me. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Because why else would we be there? Right, I mean, right. You can't you can't actually look at that. Because how many people? What's the population of Iran or Iraq? Right. You can't look at them as a threat. Whenever you're the United States, and be there for like I Years. said, it's been almost. At least a decade, maybe two decades by right, now. Right, It has. It's, it's bullshit. And it, that's what I have an issue with is we could stay there for two decades and, you know, money is no issue to, you know, send more troops out or put, you know, whatever, you know, equipment or whatever out there. But... We can't get, say, Medicare for all in the United States Mm -hmm. or, you know, affordable housing for some people. And, I mean, that's the issue I have with, you know, most people I talk to because, I mean, they're always about war, 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 but whenever you want to bring up something like Healthcare care for everybody in the United States, they want to ask, like, oh, who's going to pay for that? Yeah. When, you know, the United States spends trillions of dollars on war every year. It it makes no sense to me.
0: What is your take on marijuana legalization?
1: Well, I think it's like a win-win for everybody, you know. Uh, Definitely you know, the more people well, I should rephrase that the less people you have to charge with marijuana I mean, obviously you get court fees and all the things like that but, especially the people that actually go to jail for it you Mm -hmm. know, I mean taxpayers pay for that and then you just look at the like, the states that have already legalized it, like Colorado. I mean, they've put all of that extra tax money into schools and different things like that. I feel right. like it's a absolute win-win for every single state. Well, I mean, obviously, I think every single state should do it, but, I mean, I know, like, states, like, more conservative, like Louisiana, they would probably be... They're slowly getting into it, but I feel like, you know, it's a it's a long process. Right, right. But I think with the coronavirus and putting... Coronavirus! Uh, the Rona? I feel like that puts an extra strain... On um, especially a lot of these states, that they might, you know, expedite that process to do it. And you know, why do you feel that way? Because I mean, they they see the money that these other states are getting from it. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, especially whenever they're putting a hole like this, you know, having a shut down, you know, partially, if not all of it you know, parts of the economy in that particular state, Mm. why not try and, you know, venture off into different avenues to get money, you know, to bridge that gap? Right. Do you see, do you see the economy recovering from this? No, I mean, I don't think, uh, I definitely think it's going to be different from here on out. Like, you know, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. Elaborate. Um, well, I mean, say for instance, like, some of these small businesses, like, they can't, you know, if we go into another shutdown like we did, I don't think they're going to be able to survive like, you know, like some of these big corporations. But, I mean, even mm. the big corporations are slowly dying off too. Yeah. So like, you know, mom and pop businesses I don't I don't think they're gonna be if we if we do go into another shutdown, I don't think they'll be able to weather the storm. Right. And that'll just create more unemployment and I mean eventually for the big corporations, I think it eventually helps them more because, you know, in a certain, you know, uh, trade or something like that, you know, a certain uh, avenue of a business, the big corporations have a, a leg up because, you know, if these smaller businesses go down, that's just less that they have to deal with. Right, right. In my opinion. So
0: Well, next I wanna ask you about um just a question about mental health and um I have exercised the demons. Um
1: <laughs>
0: How is your mental health?
1: Oh, well, I would say it's good relatively. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I talk to other people about it, um, I try not to put too much stress in my life, um, I mean, it's also given with the situation I've been given, so, hey, when you go through a breakup, you know, you gotta get your mind off of it, you know, hang out with friends. Mm all this other stuff but to me like even when you're done hanging out with friends you get home you still have to deal with your thoughts right reality right. yeah. day yeah i mean what does it matter right. so i've always like you know i've only gone through like really one real bad breakup but you know i looked at it as You know, I would hang out with people sparingly, but at the end of the day, I knew in order for me to get over this, you know, you have to do it by yourself. I mean, I I didn't do it completely by myself, but, you know, the vast majority of it, you know, I would talk with some of my best friends, Mm. you know, every once in a while, you know, kind of vent to them. But other than that, you know, you have to do it by yourself. That's, right. that's my philosophy. Definitely. I agree with you there.
0: But where I come home and I'm having a... I had a long day at work and I have somebody and they, I come home and it's like that person is like on me. And mm-hmm. But I feel like aside from that is like, even like with friends, uh, like friends and family, I dealt with so much shit in my life to where being like that loner spot... I always been like that family member that was like we never see you, or that friend that was kind of like we can't get in touch with you or yeah. whatever, and I I hate that, but at the same time for like my own mental peace, it helped charge me back up to yeah. be like all right, I can go do this, and honestly, I feel like especially being almost thirty, uh, like I definitely like want to get married, but I I'm not traditional at all, and um. I mean, nothing about me is traditional, honestly. I just do shit my own way. But I, like, my desire is to be like, I want to change the fucking world. I want to I wanna make an impact on lives. And I do make an impact on lives, whether it's fucking good or bad. Yeah. I mean, people, they won't forget me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, I always go back to that recluse mindset of, to where I can do the most beautiful thing for you. And I will always go back to where, even if I'm talking to you for three years. And it's a sick trait to have. But it's that I can talk to you for three years and we can have the most beautiful relationship. And at some point, I'm going to pull myself back and go into like that fucking loner state. Because that's who I am, in a sense. But it's like, deep down, I do crave love. But the way that I am, and like... The yeah, loner... You're just
1: gonna let it come to you. you yeah, know, like, you the, the loner part like of me is always...
0: It. Yeah, the loner part of me is always, like... It gets the better part of me, because... I, like... I always felt like I never had to depend on... A person to get me out of shit. Yeah. I never had to depend on a person to make me happy. I never had to depend on a person. So... I always go back to myself, and... That's where... It's like... It's almost like a fucking struggle, because... I do want certain things, but well, yeah. I mean,
1: everybody would like, you know, a significant other. Uh, uh, right. I will say, everyone, uh, the vast majority of people right. obviously want that, but you know, you can't just you know, you get out of a relationship and frantically look for that just something. Right. The next to keep victim. your mind busy. And speaking on that,
0: I wanna ask you, who is your first love?
1: <laughs> um so my first love and probably my only love I would say would be Aaron. Um Honestly I thought I was gonna marry her. But, you know, we ran into a few speed bumps. But, uh, I mean, I don't have any ill will towards her. I mean, it's not that I talk to her anymore, but nothing against her. I wish her nothing but the best. Um, That's pretty much the gist of
0: it. Do, do you regret that relationship ending? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. Uh, I would say we just had, you know, we didn't see eye-to-eye on a few things, and, you know, it always comes back to the thing that, um, do you believe people can change? And, you know, it was kind of like, a thing for her and for me. And, you know, initially I said I was going to change, and I, I might have for a little bit, but, mm. um, like I said, you know, I don't think people really change over time. The only only way somebody can change is if they really, really want to.
0: What was wrong with you that you
1: needed to change? Well, um, nothing major, really. Uh, we kind of had issues with, um, you know, she was, like, a really social person. Wanted to, you know, go to, uh festivals you know basically comes back to uh do you think people change mm mm-hmm. and i think they do but i think they only change when it becomes an absolute necessity and you know, she was kind of like a social butterfly, and I was kind of like a, you know, homebody. I mean, I would sprinkle in some, you know, socialness every once in a while, but, you know, not enough to her liking, so, you know, I'm not mad at her about it, but, you know, it would, that was the point to where, you know, most of the arguments came about, and... Whenever you have arguments like that, they typically don't end well, because mm. each of us kind of, like, stood our ground, and didn't really want to budge, because, you know, that was our personalities. Right. So... Um, You know, that's kind of how it all came to a halt in the end.
0: Alright. If there's one thing that you could tell her, whether positive or negative, what would it be?
1: Mm. Um... I mean, like I said, I don't have any bad blood towards her, so um, it would be—I mean—it would be positive, and you know, I hope you, of hope you find what you're looking for, basically. Right. You know. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, although I thought that I was that person at one time, but you know. The longer you're with someone, you know, the harder it is to, you know, kind of hide certain things about you that, you know, you thought you might be able to cover up, you know, in a way. Which, this wasn't, like, a big thing, but ultimately it came down to, you know, the biggest flaw in our relationship, so... Yeah, that would, you know, that would be what I would say.
0: I respect that. I know there's a lot of racial tensions going on in America right now, so I want to ask you your take on things. Um, how do you feel and what do you think about the race relations and racial tensions going on in society
1: right now? Um... First of all, I would like to say, um, you know, black lives matter a lot more than people would, might want to admit, and that's my stance on it, because, you know, what it comes back to is, you know, not nearly enough people have any type of empathy about anything, honestly. And, you know, to me, white men are the most entitled pieces of shit on this planet. And I'm one of them. But I, I'm also self-aware at the same time. And yeah. I know it's helped me in the past. I can personally vouch for that, me being white and I just I mean I see I see you know multiple things about you know with the police brutality and obviously and I actually had a a conversation with my uh, cousin about it he was in the military and um, I just asked him a simple question of you know if you got pulled over by the cops, would you rather be white or black? Yeah. And his response was, "Well, I wouldn't get pulled over by the cops." And I was like, "Okay, um, you're acting like nobody has ever been like pulled over with <laughs> right. something that's you know that I've had. I, I got pulled over one time." Because they said my license plate wasn't illuminated. Mm. After the fact, I looked at my license plate, it was illuminated. Right. It's not all the time that, you know, he's basically going on the notion that just because you got pulled over, you're doing something illegal. And <laughs> right. It's not always like that, you know. And I would say, you know, most of the time, you know, they just... Look for any little thing to pull you over, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um... And that's that's all he would say. He wouldn't answer my question about, you know... Him being white and being pulled over. That's all he could say. And like I said, he was in the military for years. And, you know, we've always been... Especially in the past year or two, we've always been going back and forth on different issues, and, you know, he acts like, you know, police are just, you know, these people that just follow all the rules, you know, the only reason they use any type of violence is if they're you know, violence is used against them first, you know, and I mean, I've seen multiple... I mean, I've seen more videos than not of, like, on Twitter, of peaceful protesters just getting, like, tear gassed or shot with rubber bullets just because they can. Mm. I mean, not that it's, it's it's not all black people, it's white people, too, you know? And, I mean, that's an issue, and I don't think they can actually resolve that issue unless they have to just scrap the whole thing and start from scratch, I feel like, you know. Because, I mean, to be a cop, I mean, nothing against them, but, like, I know I saw something that said, you know, now cops in, I think it was, like, Ohio or Illinois... Now they're obligated to have a GED before they can apply for the the police academy. Mm. So, like, you didn't even need a GED before you know. If you pass the police academy, you get a gun. You know right. that right. that's a that's a problem. And you know, even like barbers or you know. Um, stylists, they go through more training mm. than cops do, and cops are, just, like, they're covering a lot, you know, it's not just, you know, traffic stops, they're talking about, like, domestic violence, you know, right. everything, like, you know, people, like, who might have mental illness, you know, you know, schizophrenic, they're supposed to deal with all those type of people... And they have, like, you know, a few months, maybe six months of training on doing all of that. And that's where I see the issue with it, you know. People always want to say, you know, especially recently, you know, defund the police has been a real big topic. And people want to take that out of context because they think... Uh, They want to get rid of the police, but in reality, they just want to either give the police more training in certain areas or, you know, if they get a certain call about, you know, like a domestic incident, send Mm. somebody else out, you know. What do you think about defunding the police? I think it definitely should happen because, I mean, it's just like, um, you know, in not everywhere, but, you know, whenever the coronavirus started, you know, a lot of these hospitals couldn't get, you know, PPE equipment to the hospitals fast enough to deal right. with the viruses, but, you know, you see all these, like you know, all these major cities where all the police have riot shields, they have, you know, the... Um, I've seen some of them have, you know, like, not tanks, but, you know, basically military equipment mm-hmm. to get the streets cleared. Right, right. And you don't ever hear about an issue of oh, we don't have enough, you know, um, not artillery, we don't have enough, you know, ammunition or rubber bullets or uh, protective equipment for police, but, you know, like, in now they've kind of started to, you know, kind of catch up, but in the beginning, you couldn't get, you know, I've seen pictures of, nurses and people in the hospitals wearing like garbage bags Mm. as uh, protective equipment. And that's that's the issue I feel like. Trump
0: or Biden? (laughs) Okay.
1: So it's kind of like with the uh, the last election you got like you know A piece of shit or a less piece of shit. (laughs) So, obviously, Trump is the bigger piece of shit. (laughs) So, I'm going, if I had to pick, I'm going Biden. Why? I mean, he's got dementia, but I would take a demented Biden over, um, I would take demented Biden over Trump any day of the week. I mean, at least I feel like Biden has a little bit more common sense, or, you know, the people around him have a little more common sense. Um, my biggest issue with Trump is you've never heard this man, like, say he was wrong in any type of way, or. Oh, I agree. You know, like, even, like, backtrack on it and say, oh, I should have done this differently. And all I see from him is, you know, trying to divide everybody, you know, the whole country, no matter what. It's Mm -hmm. either him, you know, you're with him, or you're against him. And, I mean, that's fine, but... right. I mean, there there needs to be a point of like unison, like right, right. With the whole country, and I agree with you. I saying. don't. I just don't. Anything he does, it does not provide any type of unison. Um, so, do you think Joe Biden would provide that? And I if mean, you do, more, can you like provide an example of how? Um. I mean, I would Joe Biden wouldn't provide less because I don't think he can provide less than Trump has, yeah. unison-wise.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Like, my issue... I mean, I understand, you know, each state has to abide by whatever governor you know, right. provides the guidelines for that particular state. But, I mean, at the same time, you can still say... Like, my my biggest pet peeve with the whole cor- coronavirus started with, you know, we were one of the last countries that it actually, you know, got to. I mean, we had China, Japan, you know, the European countries that it hit first. Mm. I mean, it's not like it just all of a sudden hit us. And all these countries have, you know, set you know, certain guidelines and actually listen to, you know, the scientists about what to do and how to combat the virus. But it seems like the United States is kind of just doing their own thing. I mean, Japan... They were one of the first countries that got hit with it and they never had to shut down their economy. Mm. Um, You know, their employment, unemployment is under 3 or 4%. And a big reason of that is because they basically enforce and make everybody wear a mask. Right. which to me is one of the most important things and you know there's just so much disparity between all the states and all the governors trying to you know do what they think is best for their state mm. when mostly it's money motivated because they don't want to shut down their state in a certain capacity and that's right. why you have you know one of the, the f- few states that opened up all the way like Texas Florida Georgia all of them are all of them have the most cases of COVID since it all started that's where I think the lack of leadership comes into play in my opinion right. Do you identify as a liberal or conservative uh, I, I'm kind of in the middle because same. Um, you know I do believe to a certain extent, you know, you know, like conservatives always want to say, you know, come take my guns away. I believe people should have guns. right? But, um, you know, I think they should be a little bit stricter on the laws of them. Um, you know, people always want to come back with the counter-argument of, well, you know, if somebody wants to come get a gun, they'll just do it illegally. I mean, that's fine, but, you know, you can't really, in my opinion, you can't really do anything about that. But Yeah. um, My biggest issue is, which is on the liberal side, is I believe in Medicare for all because, you know, I'm... I'm so tired of seeing, like, people with GoFundMes and all this other stuff whenever a family member gets cancer or, you know, has a big surgery and, you know, they go essentially bankrupt because of it, you know, and they have to beg for money in a way to get whatever down payment that is for the surgery or, you know, the payment plan. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I me. agree. I mean, I, I think that's a, a human right, you know. What, health Yeah, it is. It should be, yeah. to me. I'm kind of, like, in the middle, you know, a moderate. Right. Same. But I'll kind of... I'll slightly lean on the liberal side because I, you know, I definitely don't believe in, like, the billionaires getting no taxes on them either, you know, like, like Jeff Bezos, you know, in the past year, which is, which that's what I have a problem with, you know. Yeah, it all, it all helps them. It it gets the, just like with the pandemic, you know, the rich got richer and the people who were suffering are kind of suffering more, you know. What do you think about Donald Trump? Um. Well, uh, I've uh. My parents love him for some odd reason. I mean, my (laughs) parents aren't stupid, you know. Um, My mom was a nurse and everything. And for some odd reason, you know, they're just going to stand behind him no matter what. And that's where I see the problem in it is because, you know, most of the people that you talk to that are supporters of him, it doesn't matter what he does you know yeah they're going to support him no matter what and that that's what there's what, that's where the issue lies with me because i mean right, you can right. still support somebody and be critical of their decisions right so you know it it that's what you know my mom used to my mom was telling me You know, she was asking me where I got my information from. And I told her, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot. And she's like, oh, Twitter? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, it's not just like, you know, people just spewing out thoughts on there. I mean, they have, you know, reporters. I mean, even like (laughs) news stations, all this other things. And she's like, oh, well... You need to be um, getting your information from Fox News, and I'm like, well, okay. um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Fox News was one of the first news stations that called the coronavirus a hoax. You know, yeah. I mean, they kind of just like piggybacked off of what Trump said, Mm. and You know, um, basically, what it comes down to in, you know, to answer your question is Trump ain't shit, and if you support him, your mom's a hoe. (laughs) So. Do you think black people are slaves to the Democratic Party? I wouldn't say they're slaves to it but uh, I think like as a as a black person you would probably you know feel obligated possibly to be in that particular party uh, whether it's from you know taught down from generations to generations or I can't I can't actually speak for it because clearly I'm Caucasian but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I feel like you know they do you know anybody the the people that I have talked to that are black they definitely lean towards it and Maybe they, not, they might not agree with everything, but they might be kind of pressured into it from, you know, if it's their parents or family or something along those lines. Right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just like what I talked to you about before, about my stance on it. It's really all because how I grew up and who I was told to go for.
1: Right, and I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. You know, my parents are Republican. They taught me to vote Republican over and over. Right. And, you know, initially I kind of agreed with them, but as I've gotten older, especially in, like, the past, I don't know, two or three years, I've kind of just, you know, for myself and you know, while I agree with some of the principles that Republicans, you know, they're um I'm trying to think of the word. Um uh, Are they ill? Well I don't know. But they taught me, they essentially taught me to it's either Republican or, you know, they kind of actually looked at me as, you know, not the enemy, but like right. different,
0: you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's, and it go both ways too because even when I mention anything about how I don't like certain things on the Democratic side. My family and my friends even, they don't want to hear it. It's just like, you need to be a Democrat or that's it. Like, that's the only option. Yeah. And I'm like, just because I'm mentioning something about Democrats don't mean I'm a Republican. Right. And But it's like, that's what I see from both sides. It's kind of like intolerance to where... Is you agree with how you grew up, or you agree with me, or fuck off.
1: Yeah, well, and then it's just, there's too much division, it's like, you're either Republican or you're Democratic, there's no right. compromise to, like, mm-hmm. you know, meet in the middle and actually get things done right. know, with a compromise.
0: Right. The next thing I want to talk about is, do you believe black lives matter?
1: Yes, I do. Um, And I've I've gone back and forth with this about um, some of my family members. And uh, I don't know if I talked about it earlier or not, but I kind of got in an argument with my cousin about it when, you know, because he's in the military. And. Um, you know I just asked him. About the protests. And all that other stuff. And you know he's. Obviously against it. And you know I just kind of. Tried to lay it down. As simple as possible. In. The way that. You know I asked him. Okay, if you got pulled over by the cops, whether you were doing something wrong or not, because, I mean, it's not all the time that you get pulled over and you're actually doing something wrong, yeah. um, I, uh, I asked them, would you rather be white or black if you got pulled over? And he never could really answer me. All he said was, well... I wouldn't get pulled up, pulled right. over, and like I said, I mean, I've gotten pulled over before when you know they said my license plate wasn't illuminated, and right after they let me go and searched my truck and everything, it was it was illuminated. I checked right after I got pulled over, so I mean, they can pull you over for whatever they want. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something that's actually wrong or not.
0: Even now in 2020, do you think that minorities are treated differently from white people?
1: Oh yeah, Um, 100%. I mean, I don't think it's even that hard to see, honestly, because... I mean, you'll see like um, that that guy who went to like Stanford or something who got accused, bright something. Right, he I know you're talking about. Accused of rape, and he ends up like doing I don't know, like two or three months in jail, and he mm. got released. And you got other different people of color that you know or in jail for years i saw one that you know she went to jail for like she got a 5 year sentence because she registered her kids in a different school district just so she, they could get a better education mm-hmm. so i mean I, it's it's definitely not fair i don't think it's ever been fair i don't know if it will ever be fair Right, because you know the only way I think it could be fair is you know you kind of gotta strip everything down and like start from zero. Right, build it from the bo- build it from the bottom. Right,
0: and it's like even now it's so much. I don't. I feel like the way I grew up was I'm always so like get it out the mud don't let nothing stop you but it's so much stuff that's still like prevalent in today's society that people don't even know about like I was reading a story about like it was like Nissan or Honda and they was like denying um like minorities like loans even though their credit score is in the 700s and mm-hmm. it's kind of like You don't really hear about that stuff on a daily basis, but it just goes to show on how it can be, and even me, like, when I told you, like, about being in places that I shouldn't have been at, but it would be so much of, like, I, even when stuff happened, if I was around certain friends, I would pretend like nothing didn't affect me, and, but it would be, like, certain places where I knew that I wasn't welcome, but it's, like, I had friends who were way worse than me, and, it was, like, never in question on anything about them just because of how they look. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like... I always heard stories, like, oh, Harold, uh... Oh, uh, yeah, this... He's... This is my black friend, whatever, but he's not really black, da 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 And I'd be like, what? Yeah,
1: like, like certain chicken can slide.
0: Right. Yeah. And, um, And, like, that's why I say it's still, like, certain things still going on, even nowadays, because... I mean, look at everything going on in Hollywood now. With, oh, let's get rid of this show. Let's get rid of that show. And like we said before, like black people don't even give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, but it makes you feel like society and Hollywood are pretending like they just discover black people. It's like we...
1: They're acting like they're trying to make changes. Right. In when? Instance, it's not an actual change. They're just trying to like appease public perception. Right. You know, I mean, just like, the small business loans, I saw, some type of graphic, where, the vast majority, of the, the people, who did get, small business loans, which wasn't nearly, as money, as much, as, should have gone to them, were, white, business owners. You know, anybody that was black, or, you know, Latino, they, like, over 90% of them didn't get any right. relief, any relief at all.
0: Right. And people think racism is just, like, calling you a nigger or calling you something else. And it, that's why, like, a lot of our generation feel like it don't exist. Because we're not out here saying, hey, nigger, hey, whatever. And mm-hmm. as you have them situations... um so when you're not hearing that on a daily basis, which we rarely hear that unless we go into, unless you're talking to a motherfucker that's 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what people think is racism. But racism is like being denied of going somewhere. It's being told like, oh, you don't qualify for this loan, even though I have the same credit score as this man. It's, it, it's like working so many ways. Even <laughs> Even when I used to get, Like, a design. Like, my sister would break a design into my head. And they would ask me at school, like, what did that mean? And it's like, it's just a design. I asked her to put a design in. It's not that deep. Like, I'm like, I go to North Shore. I'm not in the (laughs) game. It's not that deep. So, I'm going to get into conspiracy theory really quick. Mm -hmm. What is your take on Epstein and Islay Maxwell?
1: Well, first of all, Epstein didn't kill himself. Hey! And that's the motherfucking T. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, I forget the, the other woman that just got arrested.
0: Islay like Mexico, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Her. Um, I would be very, very surprised <laughs> if... She makes it till trial. You know, they're moving her to the same exact prison where Epstein allegedly committed suicide. I mean, I don't know. It could be... Honestly, I think it's a whole bunch of people that she can ultimately rat out. But I would say the two biggest people would either be... The Clintons or Trump. Mm. Those would be my biggest two guesses. And who to have more pull and to pull the strings more than the actual president. Yeah. The current president, but not not to, you know, say Clinton... Clintons don't have enough pull either. Right. I'm just saying you know I wouldn't say the Clintons have as much to lose in this current state. Right. I mean they have a lot to lose but still you know that if somebody tried like if Epstein was ready to sing <laughs> he was going to sing. I mean especially whenever you I mean i see multiple pictures with Epstein and Trump and all that other stuff, so, you know, it just looks a little fishy, but, I know it's not just political people in D.C., it's definitely people in Hollywood and all that other stuff, too, so, you know, Epstein had that little book, whatever it was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um, the logs, yeah, the log of whoever went to his island. Right. I mean, I'm not saying everybody that went to his island was, you know, doing illegal shit, but... Yeah. You know
0: I mean? It's still, they like, kind of... Been. <laughs> I, I thought, like, I said the same thing at first, but then it also made you feel, like, guilty by association mm-hmm. because I don't... I used to, when I was younger, I used to, um... I would have teachers that said stuff like that, like Guilty by Association or whatever, and um, I always hated it. But as I got older, I realized that's like if you was doing something, like by you being one of my best friends, I could not. If you got caught up with something, or I got caught up in something. 20 years down the line, if we had been as close as we were the whole time, you could not get up there and say, I have never seen Harold do this in my life. And I can never say I've never seen you do it. Because you you have to know. Yeah. Like, I cannot cover up pedophilia for 20 years. I cannot be at parties with underage girls for 20 years. And then you pretend that you had no knowledge of it. Yeah. Well, I agree. And it's... I mean, even like people like Charles Manson, like Ted Bundy, like, they had the charm to do shit. But they still have people on the sidelines that had suspicions or had clues, and they right. know just different things here left and right. And it's like you can't fly these people to the to this island, and you having uh like prime ministers and like people having sex with them, and they knowing that they end these girls because for some reason Epstein Island itself was not mentioned to us like to society like growing up, mm-hmm. but somehow all these prominent figures. That we know and love. Have been there.
1: Yeah and I would say. Even like somebody like Charles Manson. Like he's got a mouthpiece on them. Right. So, like he gets an actual. Into your mind type right. thing. Whereas all these other people. They're just powerful. Rich people. Yeah. So essentially you know.
0: What is your. Views on. Coronavirus
1: coronavirus, let's see Um, I've seen it from you know all sides of the spectrum honestly I mean my mom used to be a nurse she's a big uh, Trump supporter, bless her heart but uh, she initially thought you know it was a hoax along with everybody else that supports the orange boy (laughs) <laughs> and you know she uh, obviously she figured out that wasn't the case. And you know I I think I mean you look at other countries, I mean we were essentially we were one of the last countries that had actually hit know, hard. I mean we could go off of data from you know China, and to, you know, the Europe, um, the UK area, and, like, we saw how much it kind of jumped before it actually got to the United States, and yet, it seemed like we were the least prepared, Yeah, in, in my point of view, and, you know, I think it's definitely... I feel like sometimes it gets blown out of proportion, but I think the best way to combat it is make a countrywide mandate that, I mean, obviously you can't do that because you have different governors that want to do different things for their particular states, mm-hmm. but just make a countrywide mandate that everybody has to wear masks. And, I mean, essentially, you have to give people unemployment, certain people, not everybody. Right. But you have to give certain people unemployment for a, a, a length of time because it's not going to go away. Yeah. Not, I mean, I think it's going to stay for at least another... Maybe a year. I mean, I was... Hopefully it's hopefully it's done by early next year, but I don't know. It all depends on how fast the vaccine comes.
0: You don't think it'll be done by the election?
1: Oh, absolutely not. No. I think there's zero shot in that. I
0: think it'll start reducing by the election. I
1: don't. I don't think so. I then think, why are we wearing masks? I mean, that's to... Protect each other. Yeah, but if the
0: if the virus has uh, like, I'm only asking from a general perspective on if originally they just said quarantine for 14 days, whatever. So just generally speaking on if you wear a mask, how if it's mandated from all these states, is it really expected to last until next year? Well, I mean, it's so hard to because you still have.
1: You still have, you know, stuff coming in from different countries. I mean... Yeah. It's not like we have everything cut off to where, you know, we're not allowing anything... Because, I mean, the United States is completely dependent on stuff getting, you know, goods, whatever it is, shipped in from different countries. So, I, I feel like... I mean, the mask thing if everybody wore it eventually it would be a, we would be able to get down to you know everyone getting a phase 1 and i feel like there's too much disparity among the whole country as as a whole yeah because you have you know like florida which is, you know, an absolute, I mean, kind of like a travesty right now, because they were one of the first states that opened, and now them and Arizona are supposedly, like, the epicenters of the virus, like, out of the entire world right
0: now. Enough talk about the fucking coronavirus, because... I hate that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch! (laughs) She is a bitch, though. Well, I do have one more question
1: about coronavirus, actually.
0: Alright. Do you think the government is manipulating data?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they've already had something in Florida about some woman that refused to doctor the data in Florida, and she got fired because of it. Uh Now, I would say this on the opposite side of the spectrum. I do know hospitals get compensation if they say they have a COVID death. Mm -hmm. So if somebody you know, somebody gets hit by a truck and, you know, the cause of death was essentially, you know, like trauma to wherever because of the car accident. If they test positive for COVID, the hospital's going to say they died of COVID. Right. Just because they get money from it. You know? Yeah. So I think, you know, like I said, it's, it's on both sides of the spectrum. I think, you know, certain states kind of um, undersell how serious it is. But at the same time, I think, like, some of the deaths that are, you know, contributing to, you know, whatever, 130,000, 135,000 deaths in the United States... I don't think all of those could be contributed to COVID. Right, I
0: agree. I agree. Alright, so now we got a question there that's coming up, and we're going to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Do you prefer to eat ass or do you want to have your ass eaten?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, both of them's fine with me, honestly. Do I have to pick one? Yeah. Alright, yeah. Ass eating. 100%. You're fucking gross. Hey. Would you rather
0: be able to talk to dogs or know other people's thoughts?
1: That's a tough one. Um, Probably... Know other people's thoughts, even though I do be fucking with dogs heavily. I mean, you can kind of tell what they're thinking anyway, you know. They'd just be vibing. Yeah. I mean, I would, I think knowing other people's thoughts could be a definite advantage to you. Mm. 100%. Have you ever made a chick squirt before? <laughs> I have not had the cape, well, I haven't had the chosen one because I know of all of them. You know, only a select few can. So I've not ran into that into my squirter yet. <laughs> but if she's listening, if she's out there. I'm ready. Hey, come swerve. <laughs> I'm, <squirt. laughs> I'm ready for the super squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: the last the last question is ding, ding,
1: ding, ding.
0: describe your friendship with Harold Gibson.
1: Harold Gibson, huh? Let's see, well. We didn't really have a friendship, um, I don't know, it probably started, um, probably like two or three years ago, I would say. It probably would have started a lot sooner, but he ducked my Facebook <laughs> message back in 2014, so, you know. That's a lie. <laughs> that ain't a lie, but we'll, we'll just disregard that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> uh... You know, he, uh, like I said, uh, we started getting pretty close, like, two or three years ago. And, you know, it's kind of like a thing of, you know, it didn't really matter how long I knew the person. Because, you know, we kind of just, like, hit it off from the jump. So, you know just because you know somebody for a decade doesn't mean you might you know um, connect with them on a certain level you know I could connect with somebody I just met you know a few months ago differently than somebody I've been friends with since I was you know 15 or 20 years old you know people change and all that other stuff but I would say
0: We might have to start that one over <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> Fuck the bill. Fuck the clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 11. Um. So, like I said, it's, it's not a, a thing of how long I've known him, but, you know, he's grown into one of my two or three best friends in a short span of time and I don't have that many friends but you know I would say um he's gonna hold down that spot probably until I die I would say I mean I don't see it fading out at all especially if he uh Moves away in a few weeks. He goes to the ATL. Shout out Falcons. But uh, yeah, I uh, he's kind of taught me to be a little bit more vocal about you know saying things I'm not typically accustomed to saying to friends like you know I love you all that other stuff but you know I'm trying to I'm trying to adjust to it a little bit it's taken me a little while but (laughs) I think I'm uh, I think I'm on my way you know and I think friends should do that but like I said you know kind of when I was growing up you know growing up I didn't really I wasn't really taught that, especially, like, through my dad or anything, so, um, you know, it's just a little different, so it takes a little an adjustment, you know, telling another guy that you love him, but, you know, it definitely makes me feel better whenever I do it, so. That's about it, but he still ain't shit in my book. And that's how i period. <laughs>